everybody, this is episode 88 of the Q&A podcast. We're back after another <laughs> another hiatus. Six-week hiatus this time. Yeah, uh, six weeks. Um, my name is Anthony. Uh, sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, De Quincy. Yo, peeps. And, uh, man, there's six weeks since our last podcast, and there's an unending amount of things we could talk about. Like, there's just... There is too much, I think, at this point that we could talk about. And mm-hmm. it's only six weeks' time. Like, it scares me to think if we had gone, you know, two, well, a whole two, a full two months or, you know, even longer than that. Like, what would have happened? What, you know, what's been going on? But, like, this one, I guess we'll, you know, focus on sports. Yeah, it's, this is our... Um Year in review. I don't even say review, just year in catch up because our lives have been so busy. It's the last. Except I don't know how to make that short form. Well, we're recording this on December 23rd. Happy Festivus, folks, by the way. If you you won't hear it by the end of December 23rd, but Mm -hmm. we're recording December 23rd. Happy Festivus. It's Mm -hmm. been a great one. Festivus for the rest of us. And uh, so, you know, with the holidays, you know literally a day away um this is i guess the last sports podcast we'll be talking about this mm-hmm. this year the 2017 um, until, right until 2018 <laughs> so but in that six weeks time you know like i said there's been a lot going on uh football has been crazy it's been sad yeah uh we're still kind of on the high of baseball uh but <clears throat> we've been coming down from that high just because there's been so very little activity. Um, only one major trade. Someone's got the the hostel one or two because there's been nothing going on really. Right, nothing's been happening. One major trade, some small trades here and there, some signings here and there, but nothing. It hasn't been extremely active. Mm-hmm. Um, next year will be a different story, but uh, potentially. But uh, so that's kind of you know. There's still things to talk about mm-hmm. uh, with baseball. Uh, basketball has been really interesting, like this yeah. year. Yeah, we'll, we'll start. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But let's start with uh, something near and dear to both our hearts. We'll talk a little wrestling. Um, earlier, last month, um, Anthony went to. Uh, well, yeah. So the Survivor Series. Survivor Series was. <coughs> In Houston, mm-hmm. it was in Houston the whole weekend. Uh, that was it. That Thanksgiving weekend, I guess. Sure. I forgot. I kind of or the weekend before Thanksgiving. Never asked me for dates. I can't even remember what happened a week ago. Yeah. Was, uh, so uh, the week the weekend before Thanksgiving, I believe, was the Survivor Series or the last. I don't know. But anyway, so do you want me to Google it? Or you just want to keep going? We can figure it out. Ah, let's Google. Go but WWE was in town for an entire weekend, and uh, it, you know it was a, a crazy weekend. You know, you had a huge NXT show on that Saturday. You had Survivor Series pay per view on Sunday. You had Monday Night Raw Monday, of course, uh, and you had SmackDown Live on Tuesday. So four huge shows. In the, you know, out of the Toyota Center. November 19th, so right before Thanksgiving. Right before Thanksgiving. So, a, a really busy weekend for wrestling, especially in, I mean, in Houston. Um, we, you know, they, uh, it's kind of what they do now. It's like, 
If it's a major pay-per-view. If it's one of the big four, they just rent out the place for those four They rent out the row. town, basically, yeah. or city or whatever until it's all over. You got to think that's as far as like uh, travel expenses, things like that, it's cheaper for them to just stay in the city for, you know, Sunday, blah, 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 for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Absolutely. Than having to go to four different cities and rent, um, rent out arenas and things like mm-hmm. that. It would just eat like... Uh, they're doing that for the Royal Rumble. They'll be in Philadelphia uh, yep. starting for the uh, NXT pay-per-view. Is it a takeover or what? Yeah, takeover. Okay, the takeover through the Royal Rumble, then Raw and SmackDown Live. And uh, <coughs> it's good for... Even though, you know... I, I feel like even even though he'll never acknowledge it. Like, I think... Well, not acknowledge it, but... Uh, I guess what Vince is doing, um, whether he's doing it intentionally or not, mm-hmm. he's helping the wrestling business as well. Because not and not just his own business. Because when you do big events like this, it gives wrestling fans from everywhere come, you know, come to town, come to the vicinity, you know, in the area. I know the, uh, that Friday before NXT. There were some huge, you know, I think uh, Ring of Honor, there was a Ring of Honor show like in San Antonio, so that's not, it's down the road essentially. Um, you know, there's, there's. Down a long ass road. <laughs> well, you know, for. San Antonio's like, what, four or five hours from here? That's a hell of a road. But it's on the way to Houston. So if, you know, if you're coming from elsewhere. <clears throat> um, so, and like with WrestleMania weekend, like WrestleMania weekend, for example, like, you know, all the independent. You know, brands have shows. Mm-hmm. You know, around WrestleMania weekend, and you know, so it, it, you know, it gives a lot. There's more options for wrestling fans. You know, in these big weekends. So, uh, so also, I think it, it's going to be. It's. I think they're going to keep this whole um, the setup they have now. The big four pay per views, yeah. staying in one city because it's excellent planning for um, for fans. You can. Uh, make a vacation, go to the city, you know, you're going to be there a couple of days and you're going to see, you know, four days of wrestling. Right, and basically four different shows. Yeah, I mean, it might hurt your your pocket, sure. your pocket a little bit, but, you know, you see NXT, you see the pay-per-view, and then Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Um, that's one hell of a, you make one hell of a, um, a, a birthday or vacation. And three out of those four <coughs> nights, you're guaranteed huge crowds. SmackDown... It just depends, and in this case, you think SmackDown, SmackDown wasn't does that better, good. does better crowd-wise than NXT. I mean, does worse. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? NXT was, I mean, it was a full, full house that Saturday night, and SmackDown Live <coughs> was not. They had a lot of the, the upper concourse area, uh, curtained off. So, uh, so anyways, so Survivor Series was in town that weekend. Um, you had the NXT TakeOver, you had Survivor Series Sunday, Raw, Monday, SmackDown Tuesday. Uh, and all four were good shows. All mm-hmm. four um, were exciting for the most part. And uh, had people talking. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have a question for yeah. you. Before we go on. Do you think that uh, the reason that people... 
especially the internet wrestling community, say they love the NXT pay-per-views more than the main card pay-per-views. It's just because the expectations are different. How so? Like, what do you mean? The expectation for NXT pay-per-views, the takeovers, are lower than the ones for the, like, SummerSlam or, or what, like, say, Survivor Series. Do you think that's why people get so hyped about these matches? Because there's less expectation? No, not Are these actually good mat- great matches? These are actually really good matches. <coughs> and right now, NXT, well, I guess for the past couple of years, NXT has been benefiting off of... Um, Signing a lot of independent guys, a lot of well-known guys, um, and when you had Kevin Owens fighting, when you had Sami Zayn fighting, you had Finn Balor, you know, on the NXT roster. When you had those guys going, um, there was still a lot of buzz, and you know now that's they're popular with everybody now, just because they've been on the main roster and whatnot, but. Right now, you know NXT, and and they've consist they've kept up that that pool of of you know independent guys. Mm-hmm. So when Finn Balor and Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe are no longer on NXT, you've got Adam Cole, you've got Drew McIntyre back, mm-hmm. um, and you got my boy the Velveteen Dream. The Velveteen Dream. I am buying all the stock I can. I, like, <laughs> You've got uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys who, you yeah, know, didn't they just become champions? Yes, the undisputed era. The Fish and O'Reilly, Adam Cole, you know, those are guys that were big Ring of Honor guys and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Bullet Club guys as well. With Adam Cole, he was he was a member for a brief moment. So um, people are hyped just because you know. They're, these guys are still popular. And they're popular because the because they haven't been associated with, with WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so fans are still excited to see their matches. Like, really, like the hardcore fans are really excited to still see their matches. So, um, And, it, you know, I think fans, the, <coughs> those fans know that it gives them an opportunity to prove themselves to the regular NXT fans, to the kids, you know, who may not follow every single promotion out there. Uh, and they know that these kids are going to be wowed by, you know, by these performers. Um, and then, at the end of the day, NXT, they, they, uh, they bring it every show, every takeover show, there's something, you know, more times than not, the, the main event has been good. The, you know, title matches have been really, really good. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's... You've kind of come to expect a really good show out of them. So, you know, they've... they've um, historically, they've been very consistent in a good way. So, I think that's... Yeah. Okay, sorry, you got off on a tangent. Let's go back to your... Your night. There. So my experience with this whole thing, this <coughs> weekend, mm-hmm. um, I know someone who who uh, has done seat filling for WWE in the past, and they did it. I think two of the shows that weekend, and they called me 
and asked if I wanted to do it, if I wanted to get involved with seed filling. And uh, I've been curious about doing it in the past. I've been asked before, I just haven't been able to. And this week, that weekend, I was actually able to, to do it. And um, I was a little hesitant, actually. And, but by that time, I was actually kind of hesitant because I was kind of just like, I don't know if I can. I guess as my since my availability, like there wasn't an excuse for me to not do it this time. I think mm-hmm. reality starts setting in that man, this is a long weekend of wrestling, <laughs> like being there for four, you know, potentially four days. It, it, there wasn't. I was only there for two. You were there for what, Raw and SmackDown? Raw and SmackDown. Okay. Um, they didn't even call you up to the big show. Well, we got there too late. Well, for, it's the big show. We got there too late for Survivor Series, and they turned us away and said that they had enough seat fillers that night, which doesn't surprise me. I'm, surpri- I, I'm kind of surprised they even took seat fillers for that show because it was a sold-out show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess they really don't want an empty seat during any shot of... of the show, um, so I, I can't imagine. Like I I don't know how you know how it went for Survivor Series like how uh, how frequent or how often you know seat fillers were getting up and, and you know finding spots. Um, so I I got you know I said yeah I can do it. Um, I was you know, I said I was able to, to go Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, got there too late for Sunday, which is fine. Uh, that was and I'm actually really glad because that's a that's a that's the longest show of the week of the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's longer than Raw. Raw is three hours, and it's and still not every, as long as a pay per view. You feel every moment of that three hours too. Yeah, you have there's <coughs> the pay per view itself is three to four hours. Then there's a two hour pre show, and you had mm-hmm. to be there for all of it. I have a quick tangent real quick about robbing yeah. three hours. So I have Sprint, mm-hmm. and right now Sprint has a deal with Hulu. You sign up, you get a free Hulu. Yeah. Watching Raw <laughs> and the condensed Raw they have on Hulu, which is only an hour and a half, <laughs> is a freaking godsend. <laughs> Thank you, Hulu. Thank you, Sprint. There you go. That's uh, the unpaid plug of the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, um, but sorry, back to what you were saying. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, so I'm like, cool, I, I'm glad I can stay home, go back home, watch the show, and, uh, you know, it won't be an incredibly long night. So, got turned away for Survivor Series. Went back Monday and Tuesday. Um, so, I won't talk so much about SmackDown because it was basically the same thing as Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it was a little <coughs> more, it was busier. Too. I, so, I, no, I will talk about SmackDown, but... Anyway, so you get there Monday, uh, you get in line. There's a there's an entrance of the, at the Toyota Center where for you know, there's a, you know these uh, there are entrances to the Toyota Center that they that are used um, for things like this for if you're bringing in uh, seat fillers or if you're bringing in, in like you know entertainment uh, like halftime entertainers or stuff like that. Or uh, entertainers that you know are performing on the concourse pre-game, pre-show, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I go to this entrance. Uh, my sister and I, we, we go to this entrance. Uh, oh, getting the seat filter too. Oh yeah, she, she loved it. She was the one that really wanted to do it more than than I did, and 
I was like, well, you know, I'll go. I'll you go. know all the tricks of the trade of Toyota Center, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, if you didn't know, Anthony worked over there for how many seasons? Uh, three. I want to say okay. three. So, we get there, get in line, <coughs> check in after probably around 5.30 or so. Um, and then at 6 o'clock, they send you to your seat. Mm-hmm. So, what happens is they have a... Uh, on the floor, they have uh, a few rows of seats in the very back of the floor section, seatings, the floor area. And you know where the where the announce tables are when where you're watching? They, where they're up top of the stage? Right, right. Like the, no, no, no. Or the traditional, the, the okay, traditional okay. Uh, announcer. Come like raw, they have them up there by right. the entrance. Okay, but you're talking down there where, right, so like where JR and, and uh, what's his name used to sit? Yeah. The King. King. The so the, the side that uh, that's facing the ramp, mm-hmm. you know where the, the performers come you know come out to the ring, uh, on that because the camera doesn't rarely goes that way. So there they've got the very back they've got three three uh, no like uh, no six row like no two whole like oh I'm sorry. Three sections mm-hmm. and two rows. So it's the last two rows of the three floor sections over there. So it's a good, there's a good amount of seats there. And uh, so they have you sit there, you have your seats, and they say, okay, you just, you sit there until we tell you we need you to get up and go find seats. Mm-hmm. So early on, yeah, we had to move for a little bit. And then you go back if someone comes back. So it's mostly if someone is going like <clears throat> going to the concession stands, going to the bathroom or whatever, going to the merch line, you know, because those lines get busy. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously they get very busy. And uh, did people, you and your sister buy any merch while you were there? No, not 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 for these shows. Um, they didn't have the shirt that I wanted. I wanted the Elias shirt. Gonna not. I'm, hey, I'm gonna be honest. I wanted the Elias World Tour. T-shirt. I I walk with the. I want to walk with Elias. Be okay with that. He's cool. He's, he's a good performer. Really, really good performer. So they, yeah, they just say, look, if there's an empty seat, go find it. Sit there. If they come, you know, and come or if they return, tell them you're just saving their seats. And uh, if anybody gives you any, you know, problems, if they're upset that you're sitting there, then you just explain to them, like, look, you know, we're just holding the seat until you get back. Um, and then if they continue on, you know, then just go get the, the guy that's in charge or whatever, which, um, I think by now most fans are pretty hip to, you know, what's going on. So there's never any problems, you know, mm-hmm. um, there, everybody's really cool about it. So, uh, it's a little bit of a hassle when you're trying to cut across mm-hmm. a bunch of people and all that kind of stuff. But you know, that's, that's any sporting event, any event where you're, you know, have assigned seating and stuff like that. So. Um, but it's cool because if no seats are needed to be filled, then you stay in your, your home seat, like mm-hmm. the, the, that back section, that's your home seat. And if you don't, uh, if you don't have to move, then you stay at your home seat the whole time and you're on the floor and you have a pretty good view of the action. And that was the case for Monday Night Raw. Like we moved early on towards the camp, like on, facing the camera to kind of fill that area. But then people showed up and then we went back to our home seat and we're 
at the, our home seat, I think, for the rest of the show, oh, and uh, which is cool. And then SmackDown Live was a little different because we moved around more, and you know, like I said, SmackDown wasn't a full show. Mm-hmm. Um, they you know had the the upper deck you taped know off. taped off or uh, curtained off, Tarped and off. so yeah, so uh, you have the lot of there were more empty seats this time. So, gotta go fill them. And then uh, we went back to our home seat for I guess we were we were away from we were filling seats for probably half of the show. Mm-hmm. And then the second half we're back in our home seats. But then after the after SmackDown Live, they have two hundred five live. Oh god! So you gotta do the same thing and. Most a lot of people do leave, so you have to go. You know, find a seat to fill, but it's cool because you technically get a better view. Like you get a really good view this time. Like, you know, there's especially if you're, um, you know, just off the floor, just off the floor seating in those first few rows off the floor, because they actually, you know, they start to rise. Mm-hmm. So on the floor, everybody's level, but when you know when you're in the seating area, they you know they they rise, so there's no one blocking your view, so you got a really good view, and uh, it's only an hour, you know, it's an hour long, it's so you're you're there for another three hours, you know, you're there for three hours again, you know, like raw, which is fine, um, and then if there's a a dark match, they said if you want to you know if you want to stick around for that, stick around, or if you want to leave, you're free to go, so we we stayed for the dark match, and the dark match was cool, like it was. Uh, it was Rusev, Baron Corbin, and Jinder Mahal mm-hmm. versus AJ Nakamura and Bobby Roode, and it was a good match. It was fun, you know. They the dark matches are always fun. I they're remember, they're always great. We went to a Raw like, this is a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and the dark matches that came out for the match it's always it's always a good time. It, yeah. Or after the after everything, yeah. it was Raw. It was after the, the Karen for all. I don't even remember who the match was. I just know it was enjoyable. Had nothing to do with storyline, just two guys coming out and having fun. And they, you know, they played up different things. They, you know, Rusev tried to join the 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 face, the baby faces, because fans were cheering for Rusev, mm-hmm. and so he tried to kind of side of, you know, sidled his way onto their, you know, to, to the others, you know, corner or whatever. Uh, and people were laughing at, you know, him doing all that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, they cheered for Rusev but booed Aiden English, so. They kind of messed with Aiden English, and they kind of cheered gender, and they booed the the Singh brothers. So they kind of messed with those guys, and it was fun. Like it was, you know, just a, a fun match, um, and a good way to end a long week for them. And you know, they they were clearly happy that it was over, but we're putting you know they're putting in a, a good effort, at you know to the very end, and so that was cool. Um, so. <coughs> I, yeah, we should. I guess we should have talked about this sooner because I'm trying to piece, you know, the whole the whole thing, but piece back everything. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, the shows, you know, the shows are six weeks ago, so like the actual what happened on those shows aren't very important anymore because there's been a lot going on mm-hmm. since then. But uh, you know, it's still a fun experience doing seat filling. Um, like it's something I would probably do again. Uh, maybe not two nights in a row, but 
maybe one night out of mm-hmm. a weekend or something, something like nice. that. And uh, the best part, though, of the whole thing was at the very end on Tuesday, when uh, they're breaking down the ring. You know, we're waiting. You know, we're waiting in line to go up, you know, to leave essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so fans are stopping to watch them start breaking down the ring a little bit, and you know, so we stopped for a couple minutes watching him. And the refs tip still, you know, they they break down the ring and and they take everything apart. And so Charles Robinson was out there, you know, taking the ring apart, taking off ropes and stuff like that. And the fans were, you know, calling him out and you know, like you know, you know, cheering for him and stuff like that. And he was waving to the fans. And someone said, someone started talking about him being little Nate or whatever. Uh, and oh, and then fans started, you know, wooing. Mm-hmm. And so he. Stopped what he was doing, and he starts doing his. He does the entire Nature Boy uh, impersonation. The strutting. He's doing the strutting. He's doing the, the hair flip. He's doing the, you know, when he's you know hitting his chest and he's getting his you know his arms ready. It was the best part of the entire the entire weekend that I was there. It was man. If I never see a wrestling show again, like at least I got to see. I can always say at least I saw Charles Robinson do his his Nature Boy Ric Flair impersonation. It was, it was so awesome. It was, it was like I. It was literally my favorite part of the entire time. My entire time there. It's amazing how wrestling sometimes the best experiences are the things that no one else sees. That no one else sees, or that you don't expect is gonna happen. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, man, I'm glad you had fun. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't join you because of work. Uh, <laughs> work extremely early, so staying out till ten or nine o'clock wouldn't be doable. And now uh, hearing you talk about two o five live, I completely yeah. forgot about that. That night, that Tuesday night, I've been ready to go, and <laughs> they had said, "Oh, where are you going? We still have two o five live." Excuse me, <laughs> I don't. But yeah, that sounds great. I'm so uh, happy for you and your sister. Y'all got to do that together and have yeah, fun cool. and <laughs> watch wrestling for free, basically for free. Yeah, it was man. You know, it was it was fun and. Uh, so my the person that got me into doing the uh, or got me in with the seat fillers, they did it on for they got there for Survivor Series in time, mm-hmm. and then they did it on Monday. So so they got the they got to do the big show, which was pretty cool, and they had fun. And uh, but Raw and SmackDown were were cool too. Like it was it was a good experience. Um, you know, see see what happens the next time they come to town, roll into town. Okay. So, uh, do you want to move on to the big WWE news that just happened a couple of days ago? Sure, let's do it. So, apparently, Vincent Kennedy McMahon sold over $100 million of his share in WWE stock yep. to uh, start what's called Alpha Entertainment. Alpha Entertainment, which is basically looking to bring back the XFL. They filed trademarks for mm-hmm. XFL. Uh, they filed for XFL trademarks. Did you know the XFL didn't even stand for anything? It wasn't an acronym. An acronym. It was just XFL. Uh, no, I thought I thought it was Extreme Football. Me please. too. Apparently, it, it was just XFL. They didn't have any kind of name behind <laughs> it. So odd. Um, but, but it was it was it was marketed as an <coughs> Extreme Football. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, that's that's interesting. No, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So when you heard the news, what's the first thing that you thought? Why? 
Thank you. That was exactly where I was going. Because I don't, the XFL failed because it was an inferior product of football. Yeah. And we already have an inferior product of football. It's called the NCAA. True. But, so we kind of talked about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of thoughts on it. This is something that, uh, One, if if he were somehow to, to you know, uh, do it right mm-hmm. again, there's big money involved. I mean, football, sports, there's there's always going to be money involved. You know, there's always going to be money at stake. You my can make question, a lot of money doing yeah, this. But my question is, is this going to be like a feeder system into the NFL, like AAA is to the MLB? Or is he trying to directly compete with the NFL again? Because if he's trying to compete... I feel like it's going to go the same way that, that it goes it went before because you can't be extreme anymore. We have 20 years of history of head injuries and CTE. You can't be the extreme footballing and let these guys just go hell Mary on each other and go for the head. They don't even let you do chair shots in the, to the head in the WWE anymore mm-hmm. because they're so worried about CTE and lawsuits. So how can you call, you can't be extreme. So you're basically going to be the NFL, but you don't have the great players that the NFL does. So what are you doing? I I, I don't know. <clears throat> I really don't. I mean, it's I've I've looked at it like like it's an alternative to the NFL and an alternative to the NCAA. Because um, look at it, look at it this way: it's a fresh start for fans. There's a lot going on in pro football and in college football <coughs> that I think has Vince seeing this opportunity. You know, there are people who say, I'm not going to get specific on this stuff, but I mean, it's obvious. I mean, you, you like, you know, we all know, but there are people that are saying that the NFL is a failing sport. And look, the reality is that's kind of true. To an ex- to, it's not a failing sport, but attendance is down. Ratings are down. They still have all the money in the world. And let me just say one so, thing you about, know, about It's the, not failing in that regard. No, about the ratings. Ratings are down everywhere. Right. You look anything, ESPN, FS1, ABC, NBC, all the major networks, right, right. the ratings are going down. It's, football may be going down by the most, but it's still it's hitting everybody because pe- people are cutting the cord. They're tired of paying. Like, I pay almost two over $200 for Comcast, mm-hmm. for, and most of it is just freaking cable right? because, of the, you know, you know how the cable fees work. Mm-hmm. Each part of your your basically your money goes to each one of those each channel, yep. and like ESPN is by far the biggest one. Right. And so people are just saying enough of this. They're cutting off uh, cable, so everybody is going down. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that's I hate that reason. It's like oh, it's 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 going down because of the anthem protest. No, it's going down because everybody's going down. The tide is going down for everybody. And it's expensive. I mean, it, look. <clears throat> so, in that regard, 
those people who say that are partially right because attendance is down, ratings are down, whether it's, and yes, because it's across the board. But I still, I still feel like Vince, and this is just my opinion. Uh, you know, my opinion could be completely off, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I don't really, you know, not big deal. But, you know, Vince wanted the XFL to work. <coughs> he, he thought it was going to work, and it didn't. It failed. It failed miserably. And he, I feel like he wants to prove that he still got it, that he can still, even at 71 or 72 years old, can still, you know, I think he's always in search of recapturing that magic that was WrestleMania 1, mm. that, that spark that led to something that is, you know, major. So I think he sees this as an opportunity when you hear things about the failing NFL, ratings are down, <coughs> tenants is down, why not why not jump in? And here's the thing. Vince is the guy Vince knows how to promote. He didn't do I mean it just he knows how to promote, which is why people were buzzed about XFL back almost twenty years ago now. Once you see the product, yes, it was a different story. Yeah. Left it, you know, it was a lot to be desired, but he knew how to get people excited for it. His name is alone is always going to have people interested, and I feel like maybe he thinks he can go get those fans that aren't watching football anymore, that aren't watching the NFL anymore. And in college, with the same thing about college, is that you know, there's so much controversy over whether or not. Not just football players, but athletes, college athletes, should get paid for the billions of dollars that they bring in to universities. Yes, they should. That's that's a whole other episode for us to talk about, which I think we should talk about sometime. Anytime you're ready, <laughs> I am ready to go off on the NCAA. That you can. That is the break glass in case of emergency. We ain't got anything to talk about. I will rail the NCAA from now until the sun burns itself out. In 2018, all the way to 2019. From 2018 to 3,000. I will talk trash about the (laughs) NCAA. So, yeah. Mm. So there's, I mean, that's, uh, that's a guy, you know, that's a a demographic that he could go after. He could go after as well. People who are (coughs) sick of the corruption in in NCAA football and college football. Um, But the thing is there, if you're, if you're, don't, if you if you're if you hate corruption in your in your <laughs> NFL, why would you go to Vince McMahon? Well, he's done everything he can in the past twenty years to rid himself of that kind of uh, that reputa- that kind of reputation. I mean, he was cutthroat in the eighties and in the nineties because there was comp- I mean there was competition to be had, so he. He, you know, put the territories out of business. He put WCW out of business. But there's nobody competing with him now in pro wrestling. So, you think he's just bored? Maybe. I need a fight with somebody. I need a fight with somebody else, too. So, so I feel like he, he wants to take on, he wants to go after those lost souls or something. I don't know. The, you know, so... 
you have that on top of you know his history as a as a promoter mm-hmm. a guy who again knows how to get people interested in something and, and can bring crowds and if you look at WWE like if you go to a, a Raw show or if you go to a house show tickets start at $20 the cheapest <laughs> ticket will start at $20 and then from there you know who knows yeah if he can is there one NFL stadium where you can go on the NFL website not StubHub not third party but a NFL website we're, we're, right now we're watching, we're recording this December 23rd. We're also in the background watching Minnesota Vikings at Green Bay Packers. Can you go to the Minnesota Vikings website, Green Bay Packers website, and buy the cheapest ticket for $20? You can't. Mm-hmm. I, I, can almost, I haven't looked, but I can almost guarantee you can't get a ticket for $20. No. He, the only way you can get a price like that is on StubHub, and that's if the team is terrible. Right. He knows... How to make it affordable for people, and this is something you know. This is a, I think this is a you know he he knows how to make it like I said, I'm sorry he knows how to make it affordable for people. He doesn't have to you know build you know fifty thousand stadiums uh, arena uh, fifty thousand seat stadiums. I think he has a, an opportunity to do it on a smaller scale as well, like a wrestling show, a house show. You know they do five, six thousand, maybe seven thousand fans on a really, really big show. Raw's average between ten and fifteen thousand, depending on the you know the the arena, the city, the buzz. And like I said, those tickets start at twenty dollars. So if you make it affordable for people, that's another option for them. Another you know entertainment option for them. Go watch live football. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We're looking. At, I was yeah. looking at prices for uh, Texans game. We're talking about bad teams on stuff up. So they have. They still have tickets for the Monday night game against the Steelers going for hundred and twenty dollars, starting from the low point. Do you want to know what the prices are for the uh, Sunday game against the Colts? Next Sunday. Uh, yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, this one's at Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, $50. Six. Six? Six. Woo! <coughs> That's a bad team. Two? No, two, two bad two teams. Two bad teams. That's but right. <laughs> but um, I just want to say this. Because um, you were talking about what he needs to do to get people in. The number one thing he needs to do is to get a damn TV deal. And not even TV deal. Get a... A streaming deal because one thing that is unreported with XFL that really killed them the first go round was the deal they had with NBC. All their games were on NBC mm-hmm. and ESPN, ABC wouldn't even report on the games on Sports Center. That's okay. That's right. I mean, if you you if you know, no matter what Sports Center what the ratings are now, if you can't even get your um, highlights to air. On Sports Center, the six, the eight, the eleven o'clock, you're not gonna grow an audience. Mm-hmm. And you know that's before they had FS1 and and um, and anybody else trying to trying to deal with ESPN. So back then, ESPN was number one. It based it if you couldn't get your highlights on there, you can't you couldn't grow. And so what Vince needs to do is to make sure he has a deal to 
basically, like you said, to be the carnival barker, to be the guy who could, that people could see what's going on mm-hmm. and have people actually turn in. But at the same time, he doesn't need his <coughs> pen anymore. Ratings are down there too. Rating, like like you said, ratings are down. Ratings are down, but ratings on ESPN are still bigger than whatever he has. Ratings yeah. on, on ESPN are still bigger than... That's true. Care. I mean, because they on, cover on, wrestling on yeah. ESPN now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right on that. <coughs> so I would say, and I, if you want to do big, you can get a TV deal, but you really need, like a, I would say, a streaming Well, maybe deal. that's why he's doing it. Because... Now ESPN covers pro wrestling, mm-hmm. covers WWE. He probably has that in place. Okay, all right, damn it. I gave you wrestling. You're gonna you're gonna give me football coverage. That could that could be it. Now he's in with. He is now he's back in with the big boys. I don't think he, I don't think he can go in there and demand it because Vince is rich. He ain't Disney rich. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk next podcast Walt about Dis- how rich Dis- Disney is. Walt Disney isn't even <laughs> Disney <laughs> rich. <laughs> that mouth show like, oh, hit the door, bitch. Oh. <laughs> but are, let me just ask this question. Are you excited or at least intrigued to have the XFL? Excited? Yeah. No. Intrigued? <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah, I agree with you. When do you think will be the best time? For I'm not them? even excited about football right now. Well, that's true. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, when do you think will be the best time for them to have their season? Uh, man, it's gotta be the spring. Me too. I'm thinking like maybe three weeks after the Super Bowl start yeah. up. Because you can't go head to head. There's no way. You not even, even on a Saturday night. You because that's what they, they did on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't go head to head with the NFL uh, now because they rule Thursdays. Even though the rain's down, they have Thursdays, they have uh, Sundays and Mondays, and college football has Saturdays. And like I said, even though <coughs> ratings are down for all those, they're still they're still established. Mm-hmm. They're they're established ratings, or you know. You pretty if if uh, if a million people are watching the Oklahoma Sooners on Saturday, mm-hmm. you pretty much guaranteed that a million people are going to watch the Oklahoma Sooners the next Saturday, yeah, and the Saturday after that. Even if they're bad, just to bitch at the coach. <laughs> so he's going to have to do it. We both agree during the summer, summer heading into the spring, spring summer, yeah. depending on how many games they play. It's probably going. We we know nothing. We're just speculating right now. Sure, it's probably going to be like a what you say eight teams yeah it's at least, it has to be at least eight teams eight teams to make it to make it interesting mm-hmm. to make it uh, maybe eight games eight games a year and maybe get a bye week or maybe not but uh man I just lost my damn train of thought so they definitely they I was, oh they can't do it on Mondays and they won't no. do it on Tuesdays right and I'm not really sure if they can pull it off on Sundays with them having pay-per-views or on some month so where does that well, he's leave getting out. I mean, if he's selling the stock, I mean, he's he's clearly he's, showing a willingness. He's to, sold the stock, but he still is in control. Right, but I feel like he's going to start shifting his focus on that. Yeah, but... Because if, now he has people in place that he can trust. True, but do you want to, to start a business that directly... Um, conflicts with the business that you left, that you're leaving in the hands of your daughter and your son? 
daughter and son-in-law? No, no. But but what I'm saying is <clears throat> he's not going to go head to, head to head with that on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But he's going to devote his attention to that now. So he'll figure it out. I, I would say maybe Wednesday. Okay, so let's try let's try to think. So you can't go Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Can't go Thursday. Can't go Thursday because that's when all the big shows are going. You can't go Friday because most people are out. Right. You don't want to go Sunday because that's you know you don't want to go even though it'd be once a month. You want want to go get your own papers. So it's either going to be Wednesday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Whew. Yeah, it's it's <coughs> it's tough. But when you're sinking a hundred million into it, and you might not really want to go Wednesdays with how popular NXT has become. Yeah, but I, I don't think people are gonna skip out on NXT to watch football. I'm just or, saying, or I don't, think I don't want to take the chance of stepping on stepping on that, you know. Well, I feel like the people that are watching football aren't going to be leaving NXT to watch football. So Wednesdays or Saturdays? I feel it's just, maybe it's because I've been watching football all my life, but it's just weird to think about a football yeah. game on a Wednesday. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the XFL? Good luck. <laughs> Godspeed. All right. So uh, we're just talking about football, so let's move to the National Football League. Um, our last podcast we had, we talked about the Texans after losing Deshaun Watson, yeah. and we tried to predict uh, where they would end up. And I believe I said seven and nine. You said ten and uh, six and ten. Neither one of us was that, you know, positive. We didn't believe they were going. But to you were serve. slightly more optimistic. Yeah, but neither one of us believed they were going to be five hundred over. And boy, were we right about that because they have not won a game since that podcast. So, so technically, they <coughs> have been way worse mm. than you predicted. Yes. And they've just been worse they, than I predicted. They have been terrible. Because I predicted them to be pretty bad. I didn't see this coming. Um, did you watch the last game against Jacksonville? Uh, once it was 21 to nothing, I was like, I think Jacksonville's got this in the bag. 21 to nothing in the first quarter. <coughs> It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't ever want to talk about everybody's effort. I don't be that guy. But, oh, my, it seems like they quit. Yeah. Each one to a man. Just, like, as soon as Jacksonville went up 14, you it was like, I, you just hear, like, I don't want to be here anymore. Let's wrap this up and get the hell out of here. Go back home. Yeah, I, uh. I'm really, really scared for the future because outside of, I mean, you're not, are we guaranteed Deshaun Watson's going to be Deshaun Watson next year when he comes back? Yes, because I think one of the things that are overrated, people think he's a running quarterback and he's really not. He runs if he's under pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, either to make, you know, he'll run for yardage or he'll run around trying to make a play. But he is a passing quarterback. Okay. So, I, okay, so then my next question is, after Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, what else do you have on this team? 
Whether uh, are we talking offensively? I'm talking about the entire team. Let's just start an offense on the offense. The the first thing they need to do is fix that damn line. That offensive line has been it was garbage. It got a little bit better when Brown came back and they traded him, and it went straight back into the dumpster. What did we get for that trade again? Uh, there was a player, and then that player failed the physical, and then I think it was just like draft picks. Yeah, it was draft picks. I think it's a third this year and a fourth next year. Oof, I can be You know what? Let me look that up. And what's even worse is that we don't even have a, a first round draft pick this year. Nope, it goes to the Cleveland, uh, Cleveland for the Watson pick. Exactly. We don't have a second round pick either, do we? You're asking the wrong person. I think we start in the third round. <coughs> but, no, let's see. Cause I'm looking for the the, 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 brown, the brown torade, and I have to find the right one because there were two. There we go. All right, Houston trade the tackle and a fifth-round pick for a second-round pick in 2019 and a third-round pick this year. So at least we get a third round pick. Let me look at the Texans drafts. Draft picks 2008. Because we sent the second round, another second round to Cleveland in order to get rid of Brock Osweiler. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's right. It's um yeah you're right they don't have a draft pick to the third round. It's scary. <clears throat> like what is what is left after Watson and, and Hopkins? Okay, so you got Watts, Watson, you got Hopkins, you have Clowney. Okay, and then you have no guarantees. No. Because I think, let's talk about the elephant in the room, J.J. Watt. Oh, he's done. He's, I mean, he's Wow. Never, no, he's never going to be J.J. Watt. The J.J. Watt that people fell in love with. You know, he's going to be, he should still be a good player. I mean, he's got the will and the desire to be a football player. And... You know, he's going to give it his all. But he had back surgery. So, is, let me just ask. Is he, gonna, is he going to be able to give it his all? His, next year. Yeah. Is, even with Watt back, is Clowney the best player on the defense? Yeah. Yeah, I would say is. Or Merciless. Oh, I forgot about him. Didn't he get injured the same the game? same game? Was as what? Yeah. What was it? A torn pick? Yeah. Okay. So I just throw these in, these season injuries. <laughs> That's like uh something. God dang. Oh man, this is a depressing Texan season. Um, that had I think had I don't want to say a lot of hope, but at least had a hope to get to the playoffs. Because there was no... Because nobody saw Jacksonville being this good. Everybody knew Indianapolis wasn't going to be 
very good this year. Well, no one knew anything about Indianapolis because no one knew what the hell was going on with Andrew Luck. Right. Because the beginning of the year, it's like, oh, he's, he's going to be out two to three weeks. Then it became two to three months. Now it's, you know, he went off to Europe to have some kind of crazy, uh, like, Kobe Bryant-like surgery. Oh, is that what he went to do? Yeah. The, to get the, his, the stem cell. Yeah, to get his shoulder right. And that... the. Is his shoulder or his elbow? Do you remember? It's shoulder. Okay. You get it right. If he doesn't work, then they have that surgery. And it's like, I don't care what sport you play, football, basketball, baseball, your shoulder is such a dilemma. Because we, we don't, as uh, sports in general, we don't have that many injuries there. So when it goes bad there, it goes terribly there. Yeah. Like, you blow out your elbow, we know... Science knows what to do with it. You need, we can get you back in next year. Anything else, fine. But your but your shoulder, when that's gone, that might be your whole damn career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pitchers <coughs> rarely come, I mean, come back effectively from shoulder surgeries. Um, shoulder injuries, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe Bean went to Germany, I believe. For... I didn't know which, comp- which country it was. What country yeah. are you cool with over there in Europe now? Um... So we talk uh, Indianapolis and then uh, Tennessee. Tennessee might be the biggest disappointment outside of Houston because what the hell happened to Mariota? He got hurt, didn't he? Even he's been ineffective more than he's been hurt. The two guys that analysts said at the beginning of the year they were going to take a leap were Mariota and um, Winston. Ooh, yeah. And neither have neither done. they've regressed if anything. And the two guys that no one believed that he, that they were going to do anything, Jerry Goff and Carson Wentz, have been like Wentz before his injury was the MVP candidate, and Goff was one of the what top twelve quarterbacks. Wentz could still win <coughs> MVP this year. I think it's Brady's to lose. Yeah, because I mean, that's usually what it is. Yeah. I think Brady's going to win because you look around the league right now and um, who else do you have out there as, that's quarterback? It's a quarterback award unless you have some kind of crazy monstrous running back here. It's basically Brady wins before he went down. Um, oh, what's his name in Seattle? Hustle and Bustle. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Blake Bortles. How dare you? No. How dare you disrespect the MVP with that lie came out of your filthy mouth? You mean the, the Blake Bortles who has led the Jacksonville Jaguars to a 10-4 and record? No. He has been on the train as the defense and the running <laughs> game has led them to a 10-4 and four record. He is just there. He's like when the conductor let the little kid come into the booth and blow the whistle. That's what he is. He's just pulling the horn and going toot-toot and running up and down the halls going toot-toot as Leonard Fournette and that defense takes them to the playoffs. <laughs> do not sully the NFL and do not sully the MVP with that man's name. Okay. I'm mad. I got you fired up. <coughs> Here's the thing about the NFL this year. Like, it's weird that there really isn't, now, I guess, now that <coughs> Wentz is out, there really isn't a dominant team this year. No. Where you're guaranteed 
this team is going to go to the Super Bowl. This team is going to win the whole thing. It really is anybody's game this year. I mean, New England is quietly 11-3. and three. They're quietly 11-3. and three. Pittsburgh is 11-3 again. They're just Are stellar. They? Yeah. No. Pittsburgh is 11-3. You could, get, you could ask me how many wins they had and gave me three guesses, and I would have never got 11. I'd have guessed like somewhere in the 8-9 range. They're stealthily 11 Oh, my God. Philadelphia is 12-2. and two. Mm. I mean, they're... How much of an impact, you know, or not much of an impact, how well is uh, Nick Foles going to, you know, is, is he going to, you know, uh, thrive under pressure of the play, uh, of the playoffs? Or is he going to, you know, is he going to get blinded by the light, by the, you know, the bright lights of, of the playoffs? So there's really no team right now that you're like, man, this team is a lock to make the Super Bowl. We could see the, the Minnesota Vikings go to the Super Bowl this year. How 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 long has it been since we've said that? Not since Randall Cunningham and uh, Randy Moss days. If the Vikings make the Super Bowl with Case Keenum as their quarterback, we will never hear the end of these goddamn U of H fans <laughs> saying, "Oh, the Texans should have never came up. He should he kept on laying." I need you guys to shut the fuck up and let that go. And it'll pretty much cement Mark Smith's <coughs> departure from the Houston Texans organization. Ooh, figure that. Who do you think is more likely to get fired, Smith or uh, O'Brien? Uh, O'Brien. Who do you want to get fired? Smith and O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> I want Smith gone more than I want O'Brien gone. Because at least when he was there, uh, when Watson was there, he made him look like a super like he didn't screw him up. He didn't screw him up. He was the uh, when Watson was there. He was a top five quarterback. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna write a column, you know, ranking the quarterbacks after the season, and I have no idea where to put him and Wentz because that's hard. It's you're doing potential versus, and then you know what they come back next year, but um, when Watson was there. He was the most electrifying quarterback in the league, by far, and mo- and some of that had to do with Bill O'Brien. My thing, whoever's picking the players, and that's Rick Smith, has failed on multiple occasions. There's oh, yeah. no reason for this offensive line to be this bad. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why I say O'Brien is more likely to get fired. Is because in all the years that Rick Smith has been here, Bob McNair has already proven that he's going to stick with Rick Smith and get rid of the coach. Kubiak. Um, who's it? Well, Kubiak cratered. Yeah. Uh, Wade Phillips. No, Wade Phillips was defensive coordinator. He was intern when... Um, right, and he decided not to keep Wade Phillips. Yes, yeah, so that's because Wade Phillips... And his career is the classic example of a guy who's good enough to be the lieutenant, but doesn't need to be the general. <laughs> right. He's as long as he has someone over him, he's fine. But if he's in control, <laughs> the playoffs are not calling your name. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. 
Um, so there haven't been a lot of coaches mm-hmm. with the Texans, but there's been more co- head coaches than general managers in the past 10 years. So clearly Bob McNair is still comfortable with Rick Smith. Um, maybe Rick Smith has some dirt on him, I don't know, but he's kept that job for a little bit too long. Well, we know Rick Smith isn't, isn't one of the inmates if uh, <laughs> McNair is keeping him. But I, you know what? Real quick, back to Vince. That's that was another point of mine. Mm-hmm. Again, that you know, I feel like he can go after the, the the fans that are tired of all of the drama, good or bad, whatever, or right or wrong. All these Negroes are doing too much. Those people. All the people kneeling. All the owners that are calling players inmates. Mm-hmm. I think people, you know, the fans that don't watch are turned off by all of that and what you know whether that's right or wrong so I feel like this is a fresh start for like for the fans that he can go say he can tell them this is a fresh start this is a, a new league this is a lot different and maybe not make his yeah maybe not make his uh, his intention or not intentions but uh, his uh his uh, viewpoints as um, well known. I mean, obviously, his family is involved with the Republican Party, mm-hmm. but he's not an out and out rah 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 Republican, unless his wife was it, only when his wife was running for office. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, he's not he's not this rah 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 kind of Republican guy. He's just kind of behind the scenes. So. Yeah, you kind of know, have an idea of what his leanings are, but he's not gonna. He's not gonna force that on the fans. I feel like, and he's gonna give everybody an opportunity to uh, take in this product. He's gonna make it available for everybody to to enjoy. So, yeah, that was another thing. I'm glad you mentioned the inmates because that jarred my memory of something that I told you uh, off air but yeah so I you know back to my, football my thing about that yeah. is when you talk about those people who are don't like the NFL or upset mm-hmm. the NFL about a myriad of things yeah real or not real how long will they be willing to watch a, an inferior product well that's that's where Vince <coughs> has to that's what Vince should... Because it's not going to be as good as the NFL. You're going to get no. guys who who practice squad guys, mm-hmm. guys you know out of college didn't get drafted, guys who were in the league for a couple of years and washed out. So you're not going to get the best of the best. So by definition, it's going to be inferior. Mm-hmm. So are you going to be able... Those people who don't like the protests or any of the other stuff, the drama in the NFL... Owners bickering with each other and commissioners mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Can you keep them? Because that's what the problem was with the XFL the first time. The first game, they got, ooh, what, like 10 million view, uh, people watching. And then the next week, it dropped down under 2 million. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That I mean, that's going to be the key for us. Is <coughs> but the, again, more speculation. Right. It's the quality of the product, mm-hmm. ultimately. You know, if, if he can find a way to... Keep the fans entertained. 
And we'll see. Then it could be worth it, but that, it's it's not an easy call. But uh, back to the NFL. Um, yeah, Rick Smith. Man, we were watching this game. Like I said, we're watching this Minnesota <coughs> Bay Saturday night game, and Brett Hundley has thrown so many balls too deep. But there have been a couple of passes where the guys have just dropped. Yeah, it. no, I, I, we're, watching, we're, we're watching all the highlights, and it's so. like Jordy Nelson, uh, Clark. That the balls are literally either hitting off their hands or ricocheting, or, or they're just literally missing. pulling their hands back. But he's throwing some bombs that are just <clears throat> way, way too far. And this is a real problem with the NFL. People will say it's because uh, people aren't watching because of the, the national anthem protests, which are, again, are not protesting the flag or anything like that, or national anthem. Let's get it, let's get it right. But because, we also have to realize that, that the issue has it's become diluted. Yeah. The problem isn't the protest. The problem isn't that the owners bickering with each other or bickering with Roger Goodell. The problem is the product is just bad. Hence, there's no clear-cut favorite this year. I mean, you you talk about we talk about Watson. Uh, let's talk about the other quarterbacks that have gone down. Wentz, we've lost uh, in this game. Uh, what's his name? Uh, we're looking at him right now. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Who else was their starter? Um, uh, didn't they have Bradford at the beginning of the year? Sam Bradford. Yeah, yeah Bradford. Minnesota. Uh, just go up and down the list. Um, uh, OBJ we lost him. Uh, Watt, we were just talking about him. And so many guys been injured, and the product has been so bad. That's why a lot of people are just cutting out. It's like, why waste three hours of my life watching, you know, guys who can't make tackles and quarterbacks who are missing their wide receivers by five yards? Let me find something else to do. Let me pay attention to my kids, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, It's 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 a really weird time to be a football fan because there's just not enough. Yeah, there's not enough quality at this <coughs> at this point. I mean, look at it this way. Even ten years ago, there's no way. And good for him, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wish a guy like this could play forever. Just because it's, you know, he, he's he's bordering greatest of all time status. But ten years ago, well, no, ever in the history of football, there there has been no quarterback that has played at at as or at such a high level than that Tom Brady is playing right now at age 40, 41 years old, whatever. Mm-hmm. By now, quarterbacks are off the deep end. They're over there. They're, they're the crash is starting, and Tom Brady at forty years old is still an MVP candidate. He's still a consistent threat, day and weekend and week out, and that's not necessarily a good thing when a forty-year-old guy is still the MVP candidate over. A 25, 26, 27-year-old quarterback who should be leading teams, who should be starting to establish their own legacies. 
You want to hear my hot take? Yeah. Wentz would have won the MVP had he stayed healthy. I can't argue with that. Because it would have been the uh, the Jordan syndrome where title writers get tired of voting for the same guy. It's why Carl Malone got that fucking MVP. <laughs> hey, don't hate on the male man. Yeah, I'm my Jordan killed his soul in the finals, though. <laughs> All right. People get tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. So, especially with the Eagles being a, a great story, come out of nowhere team this year, mm-hmm. he definitely would have been MVP. Oh, Hunley would have passed. Another and he's one that five yards. Five down. yards. Five yards. <clears throat> But look at Tom Brady. He's been the only consistent quarterback for 12, 15 years now. Can Aaron Rodgers has been hurt. Can I rant about something real quick? Looking at this game, it's clear this is why team need roofs. It is cold. They said at the start of the kickoff, it was 10 degrees. Oh, you need a goddamn roof. That's why every, That's why these passes going over his head, the ball so hard, he's throwing it harder to – and he's overcompensating, and these damn receivers are running because it's cold. <laughs> I don't like I don't like walking when it's forty degrees. I can't imagine trying to run when it's ten. See, that's got to be some pass interference. Yeah, you would think. Also, what grinds my gears when these damn cornerbacks want to get out here and stunt and and throw their hands out from like oh no catch you couldn't get it when the goddamn pass was incatchable. <laughs> Stop it! The only reason he didn't catch the ball is because the quarterback threw it too far. Not like you playing shutdown defense. Nobody plays shutdown defense anymore. Not since we don't we don't talk about shutdown defense. We don't hear shutdown defense anymore. <coughs> Not since the days of Revis Island. Well, that's because all the rules now favor offense. <laughs> yeah. NFL is turning to like um, Major League Baseball. Chicks dig the long balls. Chicks dig the fifty-yard post pattern for a TD. Yeah. Well, I think Good people always know shirt. So, I mean, look, Tom Brady has been the only real consistent, hasn't he? Well, no, this I year? guess not. Because I mean, this year, are you talking about this year? Overall, or? like mm-hmm. of the last say ten years, but I guess I not. I put Rodgers up there. I put uh, Russell well, he got Wilson hurt up this here. Year. You said the last ten years. Last ten years. That I includes put, this year. Yeah, last. You give me Rodgers' last ten years with a competent team, I get a, I get to at least three Super Bowls. Russell Wilson hasn't been as good as he was. Again, you give him a competent team because that's another team with a trash offensive line. Mm-hmm. Give him like if you, they had a stat during one of the Sunday night games. Russell Wilson is responsible for, I believe it said ninety seven percent of their total touchdowns on offense. Jeez. Give him something like a, a line and a running back, and he'll he'll show you what he can do. He can be an MVP candidate. He can be better than what he is right now. So I would take. You're talking about guys being consistent. Give me him. Give me Rogers, Brady, uh, Breeze. Yeah, Breeze. <coughs> um, who else? That's about it. Uh, so I guess that's about it. I mean, Roethlisberger has been hurt off and on over the years. Uh, you can't take Matt Ryan because he's had one uh, um, outstanding year. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Matt Stafford. Eli Manning. No. We are going to have a fight about Eli Manning. Can we talk? Let me talk about. I hate how people when 
Eli got benched. People were people came up to defend Eli Manning like he was Peyton in his prime. Eli isn't that damn good. The only good. reason he's been good in the last two years is because of Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's a middling quarterback. Another guy who got to two Super Bowls riding on his defense. And he's, people are going to say he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. If if Eli Manning makes it into the Hall of Fame, he's going to be one of the worst Hall of Fame quarterbacks in there. I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, I've, <clears throat> he's just always been – I mean, I just feel like he's always been in the spotlight. I mean, because, he, one, he's in New York. Two, his name is Manning. Um, and he's he got those he got to those Super Bowls. He won those two Super Bowls. If but you, like you said, if you – because that if there's a game playing and you need the quarterback and this game was for your life, how many quarterbacks would you get to before you got to Eli Manning? <laughs> At least six. He's ten. <laughs> well, I don't follow football as much as you do. Like, but I, I mean, I'm familiar with most quarterbacks, I guess. But yeah, Eli's going to throw that game. I guess you could say. T- I guess I would say. He's going to throw a game-ending interception and look at you with that goofy Manning face while they drag your ass off to the gulag. <laughs> you do not want that. <laughs> you do not want those problems, my friend. <sighs> Anything else from football? Anything interesting on those teams? Because I don't have the ESPN. <sighs> um. Okay, instead of picking, you know, well, all the most a lot of the the division winners are starting to trickle in here and there. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just say, all right, prediction: who's making the Super Bowl and who's winning it? Patriots. I can't pick anybody. Patriots like, versus if oh we're talking make a matchup so basically if I had to bet money on this mm-hmm. ah Jesus uh, Patriots versus holy hold on you pick let me go to the standings real quick okay <coughs> I'm gonna go you know what just because you, I know you're already picking the Patriots mm-hmm. and as much as I like Tom Brady. I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh has quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Good defense. A watt on defense. How do the Saints and the Panthers have ten wins? <sighs> I don't know. I think I really checked out on the NFL this year. I did too. The Texans went down. They lost like when they lost like four or five games in a row, I said sayonara and jumped off the sinking ship. They've lost <coughs> four in a row. No way. Yeah. Only four? Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a month since... Uh... Oh, so they were four and six last time we spoke? Yeah. Who the hell did they beat? Uh... You know, I don't even want to look. Screw them. <laughs> Who 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 do you have in the NFC? Because I picked my team now. I'm going <coughs> Pittsburgh versus uh, Pittsburgh versus Minnesota. Hmm. Yeah, Northeast, North kind of Super Bowl. Who are you going with? Patriots versus Rams. Woo! I think that's. <coughs> 
probably what the NFL wants now. A Los Angeles team in the Super Bowl. Those ratings, yeah. I think the NFL would be extremely happy with the Patriots Patriots versus Rams. And it's possible. That's a very possible Super Bowl. What do you think the Super Bowl that they would hate? Uh, Jacksonville versus <laughs> Jacksonville. I was gonna say I was gonna say Kansas City, but then yeah, Jacksonville versus. Uh, I'm trying to see who can still get in. Jacksonville versus Detroit. <laughs> oh god! Wait, is, are Detroit? Detroit? Are they still alive? I think so. Technically, eight and six. Eight and six. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah, because uh, they're a game behind Atlanta. Atlanta's 9-5. and five. They have they would have the second wild card. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, they have Jacksonville versus Detroit? Shut it down. We'll play next year. We'll roll this over. Next Super Bowl <laughs> counts as two. All right, anything else in the NFL, my friend? No, uh, we'll, we'll see you. Do you remember the what um, – the division leaders we predicted at the beginning of the year? I don't. Oh, good, because I remember some of them. They were trash. <laughs> um, I remember the, your Super Bowl pick was Texans versus... <laughs> who was it? Uh, did you say uh, Texans versus Cowboys? I, I might have said that. I mean, Cowboys really, you know, they were riding high. Or Texans versus Packers. I know you said the Texans in it. I remember I said Patriots versus the uh, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Mine is still <laughs> possible. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're done with the end. Oh, no. Please, give us your grievances about your fantasy football team. Oh, man. Like, I feel <coughs> they're not even grievances because it's, it's kind of silly because I actually have a good fantasy football team this mm-hmm. year. But I guess it's because I don't follow them enough. I don't follow all these players enough or their teams enough that I still feel like I take a risk every time I set my lineup. Because <coughs> we like to tell the people who your quarterbacks have been this year. My quarterback started out with I started out with Aaron Rodgers. He went down in week six, and then I had Carson Wentz on the bench. So, uh, oh, and I also had Deshaun Watson. I, I picked him up early on because he was. He was dominating, and I figured, well, I got Rodgers, I have Wentz, and I've got Watson. I can trade Watson. He's got the highest value right now because he's he's on fire. And also, because we're all Texans fans. Yeah. So Texans uh, play in this league for, yeah. for a song. Uh, <laughs> wound up getting Devontae Freeman from Atlanta. So the trade is pretty much balanced out because Freeman hasn't been uh, very good. Since I got him, he was really great last week. Uh, but he got a concussion early on after I tra- traded for him. And <laughs> we might have to stop you from playing fantasy football. You done, Everybody on your team done got hurt. Yeah. And so now, like, I've got a bunch of players that are... I don't know, they... I, I have too many players that are consistent... So it's like, who do I pick? <clears throat> who do I pick that I know will have a good week? And it's kind of hard because 
sometimes it doesn't pan out. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I've got Christian McCaffrey. I've got Devontae, <laughs> Devontae Freeman, Alex Collins from the from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I've got Jay Ajayi from Philadelphia. I've got Jarek McKinnon from Minnesota. I had Delvin Cook at the beginning of the year for Minnesota, and he got hurt, and he's done. Blew out his knee. Uh, I picked up Kenyon Drake a couple weeks ago from Miami. I, you want to know who my running backs were to start to start the year? Go ahead. John Stewart from Carolina, Legarrette Blount for from Philadelphia, and Joe Mixon from Cincinnati. And you want to know why my running backs are so trash? Because I forgot about the fucking draft and auto draft. Wow, Hundley threw another. Pass five yards too deep. There's got to be a basketball game on we can watch because this is terrible. Yeah, I'm um, sure there is. Anything else? Um, you, any more grievances with your fantasy team? Because with all you hear us complaining, we're still in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. I've got a good team, but I just want to make sure that they. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Our playoffs go through week 17 because every year I, I forget to change it. Um, next year we won't have that problem. We'll do the finals in week sixteen and seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're taking on Brendan in the uh, semifinals, and I'm taking on my brother. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even. Matter. <laughs> I kind of hope he beats me because that'd be because at least it'll give him a chance at a title. I've already won two. Too many. <laughs> well, yeah, too many. Let's go with that. All right, so move on to the next subject. Uh, NBA? Yeah, we can do that. So how many Rockets games have you watched? I think two. And then a bunch of others in the background. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching the uh, – I was out in a trivia night on Wednesday mm-hmm. when we were losing to the Lakers. And it was the first quarter, and I was like, are we really losing to the Los Angeles Lakers? But I didn't want to say anything because a lot of people were there, and I was like, well, that's only the first quarter. Sure, we're down by like 10, but it's, you know, it's still the first quarter. I think we'll make up. Mm-hmm. And we never did. We were mm-hmm. down the entire game. I was like, what is going on? We're losing to the Lakers? And we lost the game. And Harden scored 51. And then the very next night, he scores 51 again, or two nights later. Scores 51 again, and we lose again. Like, this team, I mean, look, it's only two games, but it's the Clippers and the Lakers. I mean, that's, you know, those are games now that we should be winning, right? You're going to have, every year you're going to have five games where every, where you can't stop your opponent, and you're going to have five games where your opponent can't stop you. Mm-hmm. That was the two games where they couldn't stop their opponent. And they've already had their one game where the opponent could stop them back in Phoenix when they scored 90 in the first half. Right. <laughs> so it's gonna, it, it happens. I'm, I'm not overly concerned. They're 26 and – I'm sorry, they're 25 and 6. They're second in the West. Uh, no, they're first in the West. Oh. Golden State is 26 and 7. Golden State lose? I think so. I swore I saw Golden State on top. Okay, so they're still they're first in the West. Thank you for that correct correction. 
Uh, I'm not really that worried. Yeah, Denver beat them 96-81. Oh, Denver doing the Lord's work. Thank you. Um, <coughs> despite the... I guess it's more shock that we would lose those games. Uh, this is a very... <coughs> Winnable year. I mean, this is a, we can. I think this is a very good. This is a very good opportunity for us to actually win the title this year. I think the Rockets are one of four teams that actually have a chance to win the title. It's either these these four teams: either the Rockets, the Warriors, who I believe the favorite, mm-hmm. the Cavs, or the Celtics. Yeah, the top four. <coughs> uh, you've picked the. Four of the best five teams right now in the league. Because Toronto is just ahead of Cavaliers by a game and a half. Oh, well, you can believe in the Toronto Raptors if you want to. But that's pretty much, yeah, I guess that's that's what the NBA could hope for is set. You know, is Boston, Cleveland, Houston, and Golden State. They make one hell of a... Eastern and Western Conference. Um, what do you think about Chris Paul? Because he's missed a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. And then before before Wednesday, he was like 14-0 with us. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I don't need Chris Paul to be out there in November and December. I need him to be out there in May and June. Okay. So you're good with what I mean? Not well. Not that he's. I'm not good with him being being hurt. injured, being hurt, being right. injured. I'm fine with them saying, "Hey, this is a you know so and so injury. It normally takes ten days of rest. We're gonna give you thirteen mm-hmm. because he won. He's an older player. He's in his like well, not he's not old for us. He's what, 31, I believe? 31, 32? So he's not old, old, but he's NBA. And also, he's he's only six foot, so he's a short guy. Yeah. So keeping him out, making sure he's ready in the playoffs would, is the smartest thing. I don't need him to be out here trying to prove he's a man and trying to play all 82. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Rub that hammy down. Get it <laughs> right. Because Harden can, as we saw last year, Harden can be the number one guy and lead this team into the playoffs. Right, and we need someone to help him out in the playoffs because I mean, he's a he's a different guy. He's a different guy in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I really scary. think the reason that he's failed in the playoffs the last few years is just because he's burnt out. He's had to carry so much of the offense mm-hmm. and be the guy sure. with no real help, and he's just burnt out by the end of the year. Now, will Chris Paul be able to take over for him with the playmaking decisions? Uh, uh, he's a better shooter than I was ex- than I expected, but um, that'll really help come in. You know, when we make it to the playoffs, which we got a long time for. And to be honest, this team that we have right now will not be the team in March. This is Daryl Morey we're speaking about. He will make a trade. I don't think he's gone a year as GM with the Rockets without <laughs> making a trade. So a trade is coming. So who are we going after? <clears throat> oh, you're asking the wrong person. What do we need? I 
as long as Mike's then Tony's the coach, I still say defense. The problem is we need to get further in the in the season to see which teams are out of it, which ones are definitely tanking, trying to uh, get the Atlanta. Eight and twenty-five. What does Atlanta have? No, that's a good question. <laughs> because and Dallas nine and twenty-five. Okay, Dallas and that. <laughs> uh, so we we're gonna wait. It's gonna be a little bit further in the season. Probably, I would say probably next month is when there's gonna be a trade for the Rockets. That's what was just my no nothing prediction. But I believe they're going to make a trade. They're going to try to beef up the defense. Because offensively, as long as they have Paul and Ed Harden, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> but really, like, um, I'm be honest with you. Even though I am a black guy, I am a casual basketball yeah. watcher. Because I, I pay attention to the sports. Um, well, I mean... Basically, if I can play that sport, I care about that sport. Right, you're you're, and I you're play, built more like a football player. I play football. Or a baseball I play player. baseball. I don't. I can't jump. I got no hops. I can't windmill nothing. I can barely touch the net. No windmills. <laughs> no uh, no three sixties. No dribbling behind your back. No no, no crossovers. No nothing. So I pay attention to basketball. This is the time as soon when um, we have the Christmas games. That's mm-hmm. when I'm gonna jump in and pay attention. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I mean, we're almost halfway through. Mm-hmm. We're getting, getting close. Now, did you hear the the rumor and the stories that have been coming out about LeBron James? Yeah, he might come to Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? That might be the only way to take down the Warriors. Him, Harden, and Chris Paul. I mean, we've always been in search of that big three mm-hmm. since the days of Clyde, Hakeem, and... Uh, well, no, that didn't even win the title. I was going to say Clyde, Hakeem, and Charles, but... No, it was Hakeem, Pippen, and Charles. I don't know. No, but there was also... Wasn't there also Hakeem, Clyde, and Charles? What? Mm-hmm. I think that very next <coughs> year after the... The first year that we the the very next the year after the second title when they changed the uniforms I think that's when we went to went after Sir Charles. Never talk about those uniforms again. <laughs> <coughs> now everything needs to be pinstripes. Pinstripes, people. Um, anything else on the NBA? No, I mean. We'll, we'll, oh, oh, we'll oh, go oh, back. Oh, to oh it. wait, 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 wait. This is what they got. With um, as as great as the NBA has been and. Popularity and the ratings have seen like I think an eighteen percent increase compared to last year. Do you think there will ever be a time in our lives where the NBA is the most popular sport? Because uh, remember, back before, back in you know father's grandfather's age, baseball was the king until football took over. No, I don't think so. <coughs> I still don't think so. Why? Why is it? Um, football is more exciting because you could see a good hit, um, a long drive touchdown, a great interception. Um, 
Yeah, and, and just the tackling and the hitting, I think just the violence of it, it just brings out our primal urges to, you know, hit and be hit. And not be hit, but to hit. <laughs> and uh, we just we just talked about four teams right now mm-hmm. out of 30. Mm-hmm. Briefly at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those four teams out of 30 have a chance to win the title. But if you look around the league, there's a lot of excitement. I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, if you look at maybe Minnesota, if you look at the Lakers, if they all mature together, perhaps. The Bucks and the 76ers, and that's about it. 76 would have been fun with Embiid. I know he's hurt now, but that was great. Um, I can actually see a situation where the NBA takes over, and I'll tell you why. What do you need in sports? Superstars? No, athletes. So what happens when the mothers of these athletes, when they're 8, 9, 10 years old, decide, I don't want my kid playing a sport where he can get a brain injury in high school or college and get suicide, get CTE and get suicidal in his mid thirties, and so your parent, mother, father, or both, push the get they basically push their kids to play baseball, basketball, soccer. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we can see this generation could be leading the next generation into anything but football. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, I wrote a column about this, asking people would they let their kids play football with what they knew now about uh, traumatic brain injuries and CTEs. And it wasn't exactly like 100% gung-ho. Yeah, of course I let my son play football. It was more like if that's his choice, yeah, but I'm not pushing him towards it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was, what, three years ago? I think so. And I feel like the information we have about the injuries has only grown. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I still, I still think the NFL will still have a presence. It will still have the presence. Okay. Because I'm, I'm not saying the NFL is going to go, you know, out in the barn, like where baseball is, where where it's begging for rate ratings, or like where soccer is, which is not even behind in the barn. They're behind it in the in the ditch somewhere. It's football is always going to be there. I just can see a path to where basketball takes it over. Okay. Uh, moving on. Last yeah. sport. Uh, so baseball has been real quiet during the pops this off season. <coughs> There hasn't been a lot of uh, wheeling and dealings. Mm-hmm. Um, the Japanese Bambino signed with the Angels, and he's hurt, right? Elbow? Yeah. So, that's kind of a letdown. There was a lot of... <coughs> well, I mean, you know, hopefully he'll recover in time and, you know, show the world what, you know, he's, he's made of. Um... There's been a bunch of signings here and there. Middling players. Yeah. 
I think the biggest thing that's happened is the Evelyn Goria trade. Besides, and, the and then oh yes, yeah. then you've got the damn. I completely forgot about that. Yankees just going out to get a player because just they felt like it. Essentially, at the end of the day, because they sent their goddamn mold Derek Jeter into their front <laughs> office. That what you mean? At the end of the day, they just said, "Well, I feel like getting Giancarlo Stanton mm-hmm. today." They didn't need Stanton. No, they didn't. But like, yeah, we can afford him. We can afford him. And he's one of the few teams. He, that was one of the few teams he wanted to go to. It was like, I think the Dodgers. Basically, every team that was in the playoffs. Yeah, and no, not just the playoffs in the LCS. Mm-hmm. Dodgers, uh, Yankees, Astros, and the um, Cubs. Red Sox. Red? No, not not. What about uh, the Dodgers knockout to make the World Series? Cubs. Cubs. Okay. All the big market teams. I was like Cubs. What's <laughs> up? How disappointing their season was. How far did they get? Uh, huh? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <coughs> it was it was classic Yankees, mm-hmm. something they hadn't done in a while. Yeah. Um, you, you know why they've been trying to keep? Oh yeah, they're, they're trying, trying to get under luxury tax because right, right. they're they're the, paying too much. Who is it? Hal and Hank, the Steinbrenner boys, they're not like their daddy. They're not out here the trying to The Big Stein it. did not care. He did not give a damn about taxes. The Big Stein said, I got all the cash. I'm making this money. Mm-hmm. I'm making all this money. If I have to pay some of it back, I don't care because I'm winning and cashing checks. Mm-hmm. He did not care. And that's part of what made him the greatest owner of all time. But not everybody can be like that. Not everybody can afford to be like that. Even his, his own sons can't afford to be brash <coughs> like that. They had to change it up. They got to hold back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I never expected the Stein, any anybody named Steinbrenner to ever be George Steinbrenner again. Like to, you know, be that character. So... Yeah, they're just trying to, you know. Let's see, where did they end up in 2017 as far as payroll? New York Yankees. Were they not second? Uh, Let me check, because this is saying they're like six, and that cannot be right. Even though they they dropped their payroll down, they still have to pay the luxury tax. Yeah. Uh, they're six team in total. I told you the Yankees. Can you name the other five? Ahead of them? No, who else have to pay the uh, luxury oh, tax? Oh, pay the luxury tax. Uh, the LA, they paid, what, $35 million? Ooh, Something like that. Yeah, it looks like that. So L.A. because they were the highest. L.A., Boston, yep, Chicago, yep. Uh, the last two are gonna be hard. <laughs> uh, the Toronto, nope. No, Cleveland, N- nope. Huh. The last two are gonna be hard because they were such shitty teams. Oh, the the Nationals, nope. Really. Not the Phillies. Nope. I, I don't know. 
the San Francisco Giants. Okay. Because they had all those big contracts that just got old all fast. Yeah. <laughs> and the Detroit Tigers. Oh, yeah. They had a bunch of... They had some high price contracts, too. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about, we are talking about the... Uh, yeah, Stanton going to the Yankees. Yeah. Um, there have been reports that the Lakers are in talk to trade for... Garrett Cole of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who? Garrett Cole. No, no, who's in talks? The Yankees. I thought you said Lakers. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? I think you said Lakers. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're watching the Lakers right now. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, the Yankees. Go yeah. after Garrett Cole? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Huh. It'd be... Oof. I mean... I don't know what to. I don't know what uh, how I should react. I mean, it's just Yankees being Yankees. As a Houstonian, yeah. As a fan of the reigning, defending, undisputed World Series champions, how do you feel? <coughs> do you feel like they are? They are like the Yankees are the team to beat now in the AL. No, no. <coughs> Because that pitching isn't going to be as good. It's still not as good. I mean, the starting pitching is not as good as ours, still. Sabathia's old and not in a Verlander way. Verlander's, he's a young old guy, essentially. Old young guy? No, he's a young old guy. (laughs) Uh, Sabathia's old and fat. He's just too. Hey, I'm just saying. Let's let's fat guys live our lives, okay? I'm just saying. I'm not saying you know he needs to change. He's he's made a lot of money being a big guy like that. So we are the team to beat still, but so here's their story. But we're the only team like we haven't done anything to improve our team. Oh. Can I give you the starting rotation? For Except the for the bullpen. The bullpen we didn't, we have improved. Mm-hmm. But bullpens are never guaranteed. <coughs> nope. Because every there's been years where we think, where we've talked about, you and I have talked about. Oh man, the Astros they got this guy, they got that guy, they got Gregerson, they got Nishek. They've already, they man, they've significantly improved their bullpen already. Yep. Doesn't happen. Yep. So bullpens you just don't know. Mm-hmm. You're just not guaranteed. You got it. So. We say they've improved, but <coughs> who knows at this point. Hmm. So you were saying? Oh, the Yankees, uh, sorry, rotation? Uh, was it Severino? Yep. Uh, you already said Sabathia. Sabathia. Uh, is it, man, what's his name? Uh, Tanaka? Yep. There were a couple of other guys. I remember Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sonny Gray. And I'm on Fangraphs right Jordan now. Jordan Montgomery. Yep. He's yeah. on. He's listed as their fifth starter. It's not a bad rotation, but <coughs> Verlander, Keuchel, Lance, Peacock, if he performs like he did last year, and the McHugh. No, I'm talking about that. They they have a meeting. Or they may already had a meeting with you, uh, Darvish. Right, right. <coughs> so that's still a really good rotation. Who oh, I think is going to the Cubs, to be honest with you. 
You don't think he'll come to Houston? I think the Cubs will offer more money. Oh, okay. You know, while we're talking about free agents, I'm on Keith Law's uh, list of 2000, the free agents of 2017. Mm-hmm. Let's go through and predict. I want you to know this list gets ugly fast. <laughs> so we're, we're not going to go through all 50 of them, of course. Oh, God. All right. So uh, we'll start with his number one player, Yu Darvish. Irish at the Cubs. Um, who's in play? Wherever you want to believe. Wherever's good and has money. You say the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have money? I mean, do we even have money? That's the thing. I mean, we've shown a willingness to go out and get Verlander, who's still owed a lot of money. But at the same time, like we've got guys that are going to be due a lot of money as well. So, has this let's team? Go, let's go. So the luxury, uh, the luxury tax, the cap will be one hundred and ninety-seven million dollars going into next year. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting for it to load up. As of now, the Houston Astros have. This is before all the arbitration cases. Uh, total payroll is ninety-seven million dollars. Wow. <coughs> wow, ninety-seven million. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You just lost a sixteen sixteen million from Beltran. Just came off the books. Mm-hmm. Verlander is getting twenty-eight million, but we're only playing twenty. Tigers are dropping at eight million. Uh, who's going through arbitration? I was going to go out on a limb just to be different. <coughs> I'll say the Angels. I think the Angels will make a, a su- surprise play for him. They can offer the, you know, the other Japanese guy, Otani, right? I believe that's his name? Yes. You've got Otani. The one thing about Otani, he wanted to go to a team that didn't have a Japanese player on it already. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so maybe not the Angels. And the Angels are already at $142 million. Wow. <coughs> so, Darvish, I'll say Seattle. West Coast. Um, they have a history of getting... Good the Mariners are right underneath the the Angels, one hundred and thirty nine million dollars. <laughs> but they they make an effort to go out and get players as well. So mm-hmm. I think if they have, I mean, to help improve their their rotation, I think I could see them going after. Them. <coughs> okay. I'll say Seattle. They need something because. And I'm not picking the Astros because I think uh, the whole issue with Yuli. I mean, I don't even think that's an issue. That's it's. It could still linger. You never know. Maybe he just would rather take the high road and just say, "I'll, I'll pass." <clears throat> you might be right. Might get more money somewhere else. So I'm like, if you want to win, if you want to win, you go. To you want to come to a team to win, and your manager ain't all up in the video dancing in the back of the video. You come to the Astros, right? And you say, uh, "I'll, I'll, I'll work with that racist guy." 
right? He suspended. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move it on. Uh, Lorenzo Kane, center fielder from formerly from Kansas City. Uh, where, there were there were talks that he was he would probably wind up going to. Uh, was it Cleveland? They were looking at him. I don't know. No, not Cleveland. Did they move Kipnis back to second base? No, I don't think so. Because oh, the rumor I saw was San Francisco. That's right. That's yeah. That's what I read as well. It's like they're at one hundred and sixty-one million dollars already. We haven't gone through arbitration. <laughs> So he's leaving Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He's not going to resign with Kansas City, right? They don't have the money. Doubtful. It seems like Kansas City is is putting all their eggs into the um, the Hosmer basket. But really, they don't. They should be rebuilding. They got their title. It's time. For, it's time to to get it ready for the next uh, next go round. Mm-hmm. Huh. They wouldn't go after uh, <coughs> St. Louis. Wouldn't go after him. Who's in their outfield? Uh, Dexter Fowler, Randall Grichek. Uh, oh no, they just got uh, well Marcel Ozuna and Tommy Pham. So yeah, I guess I who's the center fielder in that? Well, technically Fowler, but Kane would be an upgrade. <coughs> He's a better defensive player than any of the guys you just named. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a monster. He has a monster bat, potentially. Yeah, I guess. So you want to say the Cardinals? I'll say the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll say the Giants. So just so we don't pick the same teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can delete that tab. Uh, moving on, number three was Zach Cozart. He just signed with the Angels mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Uh, four, Jake Arrieta. That's an interesting <coughs> one. Because <sighs> he's, what, 32? 31. 31. Coming off a down year mm-hmm. after two really good years. I'm going to say the Giants. Mm. They seem to do this. They get these older guys for these four-year deals who have been really good and maybe are coming off a down year, but they feel like they'll bounce back. I'm picking another team that fits their description and has money to burn and is in the same division as the world champion. I'm picking the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. And they would want a guy like that to come back. <coughs> The Astros. Mm-hmm. I think it will go bad for him because I think his playing in, what do they call it now? Globe Life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The old ballpark yeah. Arlington, mm-hmm. Arlington Stadium. That, that trash place with no <laughs> roof. It's going to go bad for him. Uh, they got it never went. I went one time and died out there in the, in the, um, in the outfield. Uh, uh, number five was Carlos Santana. He just agreed with Phillies for three years and $60 million. Number six on Keith Law's list, an old friend, Juan J.D. Martinez. <coughs> J.D. Martinez will probably go to the Red Sox just because that's what everybody's been talking about. 
and they will always spend money. For me, JD has to go to an AL team because he doesn't have the wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it would be nice to have, you know, the DH there so he's just not clogging your outfield. Man, I really want to pick another team. What you, if you have uh, give percentage? What do you think? What percentage would you give the? I'm gonna say Cardinals and the uh, Diamondbacks are keeping him. Uh, <clears throat> I would give them a pretty decent chance because they made the playoffs last year. They have a good rotation. Believe they have good rotation because they, yeah, they have a decent. Yeah, they've got Grinky, Pat Corbin, <coughs> uh, Robbie Ray, Tyron Walker. But wasn't he being converted to bull, the bullpen? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got. I I, I could see them signing him, keeping him because they. He just makes that offense better. And that offense is pretty good. So give me a percentage, my friend. And do not say 50-50. Okay. Uh, <coughs> I'll say 75%. Wow. No, I'll, no, I'll say 60. A 60% chance. So just... Yeah, just over. What's your percentage? <laughs> I always look at the money, mm-hmm. and the Red Sox can offer more because they don't give a damn about luxury tax. Sure. Uh, so I say probably they have a twenty percent chance of keeping him because mm-hmm. I think he goes to the uh, the Red Sox just because of the. Did you heard what he was asking for? Or at least what what Boris was asking for. Right. No. Six years, two hundred million. Ooh, he's thirty years old. He could get it. Really. He's 30. He's not old. And he came off a monster year. It's not like he had just a pretty good year. I mean, that's a monster, monster year. 45, 46 home runs, right? I'm looking at you like, sure, why not? I don't have this projection in front of me. I'm sorry. Um, I'll go back to him real quick. Who are we talking about? J.D. Martinez? Yeah. Okay, Thank you, Fangraphs. He's already there. I mean, if he wants Let's thirty million, see, last year in total he hit forty-five home runs. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, if you if he really wants thirty million, yeah, he would have to go to the ball. He'd have to go to Boston. I just can't see myself paying that much money. For a guy who's basically going to be a DH in about what two years? Mm-hmm. How many more years do you think he can play the outfield and be competent at it? Yeah, it's two years. Man, so that's six years and what, one hundred fifty million or something? I mean, sorry, it'd be four years after two years and like a hundred. Oh, I can't do math. What's two hundred divided by six? Thirty-three. And change. So it would be four years and what, 44, $144 million. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a lot. 
I'd say he gets somewhere about six and one thirty-five. But we're not talking about the money. We're just picking teams. So you say what team you picking? Uh, I'll still say the Red Sox. Okay, I'll stay with you. Uh, Eric Cosmer. Um, man, that's a good one. <coughs> He's what, third base or first base? First. Who needs a first baseman? <coughs> well, the Red Sox did, but they just signed, uh, I think it was Mitch Moreland. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, like, who needs a first baseman at this The point? rumors going around are the Padres, but I don't understand that. I may be alone on this island, but Hosmer is not a superstar. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a well-known player. His defense is pretty good. I would say he's a... I, I can't even call him a star player. Because Eric Hosmer doesn't make your team substantially better. He can make your team maybe two to three wins better. But he's not the superstar that can come in... And change the team around, especially one that's been middling in mediocrity for the past, what, four or five years? Right. And also. But if anybody's going to make that move to get that guy, it's going to be the Padres. And also, you move Will Myers from the outfield to first base because he was so bad in the outfield. Now you're going to move him back out there? (laughs) It makes no sense. And he had a good <coughs> year last year. Yeah, he had a good year. Leave him. I don't understand. Like, leave him at first base. I don't understand why you're making. For, you're spending money you don't need to spend on a guy who's not. Who can you make? Are you guaranteed a playoff spot? Can you, are you guaranteed a wild card spot? No, you're still going to be scrapping and fighting for the second wild card spot at best. And you're making your team worse defensively. I just don't understand it. I would. I was gonna say Washington, but they just signed Matt Adams to go along with Ryan Zimmerman, who came off was coming off a really, really good year. I don't know. Maybe Colorado. Didn't they sign Ian Desmond to be their first baseman last year? No, they've got uh, Jordan Patterson and Mark Reynolds, who's, a, who's their free agent. I oh. can see Colorado going after Hosmer. Okay. Add him to that lineup with uh, Arenado. Give him a nice little one-two punch. Okay. And a team who, if he, like you said, <coughs> if, if like you say, he's only going to improve your team Two to three games. Mm-hmm. Colorado was very close to making the playoffs last year, right? Did or did they not make the playoffs? Yeah, they made it. They got. It. Oh God, it's so long ago. Did they get, they took on the Diamondbacks. I can't remember. Right. They got knocked out. Or yeah, no, Arizona won. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they in the wild card game. So they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Two, three more games doesn't hurt, right? No. No, especially when you're still trying to chase L.A. Right. 
So you're picking the... I'll say Colorado. I'm picking... It's going to be the Padres. Stupid. They're, they're that team that, that yeah. they do that. They did that with Matt Kemp. They're going to do the stupid stuff and then turn around and be like, in a year or two, be like, oh, we got to get rid of them because we can't afford them because we're terrible and no one comes out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys have no kind of vision. <laughs> uh, let's see. Going through. I'm trying to see anything interesting. Uh, another maybe former Kansas City Royal, Mike Busakis. Uh, <coughs> third base, right? Yep. I don't know. Third base. Wait, is he coming off a torn ACL? This will be the last guy we do because it gets bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he tore it two years ago. Okay. I don't know. I have no clue who would, who who can afford him and who would need him. You know, I can see him being a backup plan if um, the Cardinals don't get um, Donaldson from the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? I don't know. It just it just came to me in a dream. I cannot spell his name. Yeah. Okay. I can see that too. I mean, they've got Jed Jerko at third base listed. <laughs> and Jerko, he's good if he's in the um, Marvin Gonzalez role. He's a super sub. He can fit mm-hmm. around the diamond. But I don't think he's a guy that you want to be holding man down position for 150-odd games. Yeah. It didn't work with San, uh, San Diego. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know what? I'll say uh, St. Louis. All right, good, good, good. Anything else about baseball? No, it, it's too early to be talking about baseball right now. I feel like it's mm-hmm. we tried, <laughs> we tried our best to to talk about it, but uh, we're still a couple of months away from spring training, mm-hmm. and like I said, we're still kind of on the high of winning the World Series, so and be on this high forever and ever. Yeah. Damn, we're at two hours. It's not this. Oh hour. my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too long. Uh, oh man. Uh, thanks again, as always, for listening. Yes. Thank you a lot. Thank you for listening. Um, share if you would. Yeah. We're uh, rusty. It shows. We stretched it to two hours. And that's. I didn't. I looked up like, oh god, we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. We still got one more to go. I'm hungry. You want like yeah. order from Dine Dash or something? Get some. Get some food. All right. Uh, let's get out of here, get something to eat, and then we'll record the second one, which will be all pop culture. Sounds good. All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, baby.